Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The Five Star Zone with Rico Beard. Welcome to the Five Star Zone. Instant reaction of the Michigan State-Ohio State game. Ohio State just blitzed the Spartans 56-7. to Wow. Whether you were there, whether you were watching it, it was ugly. I mean, I don't think I've seen a game that bad since maybe the 2011 game against Alabama. This Michigan State Spartans just had no answer for the Buckeyes. You saw the halves and the half-nots on full display. Ohio State, C.J. Stroud came out and led that offense to seven straight touchdowns. The punter got used once, and Michigan State couldn't get anything done on offense. Uh, Heisman Trophy candidate Kenneth Walker III did not finish the game. You saw Jaden Reed in a walking boot as the game went on. Xavier Henderson was on the sideline in a sweatshirt. Basically, Mel Tucker and the Spartans picked a bad day to have a horrible day. Ohio State dominated There's really nothing good you could take out of this game if you're a Spartan fan, except for kind of like in 2011 when D'Antonio lost to Alabama. It it was the precursor to what became the great years of his tenure, of his era. D'Antonio saw in that game against Alabama what the halves were like and what it takes to be a half and how he had to Basically, he had to upgrade everything, and the ways that he was recruiting and doing things were just wrong. You weren't going to be able to hang with the big boys, and I think the same can be held true for Mel Tucker. I think the biggest story for the Spartans is how do you get up off the mat? That was an epic beatdown. Ryan Day, thank God, called off the dogs in the second half. I mean, Ohio State is just filled with talent. Xavier Henderson said in the postgame that, These guys are fast, but you don't realize how fast they are until you're actually on the field with them. And now it's up to Mel Tucker, and he talked about it in the postgame. It's about recruiting better, and it's about getting better people into Michigan State. The talent that you have now is good. It's good enough to win games over, you know, teams you're supposed to beat. But that that right there showed you the difference between a top-four team. Ohio State's a playoff team. And you got shown how far away you are from a actual playoff team in the college football uh, system. Not good. Not good at all. I mean, seriously, C.J. Stroud 
may have put his name into the Heisman Trophy uh, conversation. If it wasn't for Bryce Young tearing it up down in Alabama, I would say he may have won the award in the game against Michigan State. A lot of talk, you know, about that defense. And look, there's no sugarcoating it. That's the worst pass defense. To put things in perspective, think about this. Michigan State's pass defense, well, they're dead last. Central Michigan has a better pass defense. Eastern Michigan has a better pass defense. Toledo, better pass defense. New Mexico, better pass defense. Washington, better pass defense. Yeah, just go down the line and name a school, and they got a better pass defense. Western Kentucky, better pass defense. Name name the worst school you can think of. They have a better pass defense than Michigan State. How do you fix that? A lot of people are upset with the, at the corners. I still say until you get edge rushers on this team that can get pressure on the quarterback, no corner. I don't care if you got Jalen Ramsey out there with Darius Revis and Deion Sanders in their prime. You can't ask a corner to check and guard somebody for over five seconds. They're, the receiver's going to find a way to get open. You got to be able to put pressure on the QB. Scotty Hazleton, I, I don't know why he didn't blitz more. I guess I'm thinking if I was going to go down, I'm going to go down swinging. I would have blitzed. I would have did all types of things. They didn't. They kind of sat back and let C.J. Stroud do whatever he wanted. And it it, it, it was practice. It wasn't even the Scarlet and Gray game. It looked like practice for the Buckeyes. And Michigan State was the scout team. That's how bad it was. And if Ryan Day didn't call the dogs off, it would have been the worst loss between top 10, I think, what, top seven opponents in history. Uh, thanks to my buddy Chris Vaini from The Athletic, he said that only uh, it's the second worst loss that Michigan State, that I guess in the history of college football, the 56 to 7 disparity between top 10 teams. Only Army beating Penn back in 1945 was worse. That was 61 to nothing between top seven opponents. So Michigan State's probably going to, not probably, let me correct that. Michigan State will fall on Tuesday when the next college football ranking comes out. If you're the Spartans, you're hoping that you don't fall more than 12 to the 12th spot. This at least may give you a chance to salvage and see if you can get into a New Year's Six bowl game. Mel Tucker with the contract looming and, and, this thing should probably be done talking to people in the administration. I think by Monday it's it's done. He's going to be a, a the $95 million coach. And unfortunately, he's going to be judged differently from here on out. Everything's going to get magnified. Everything that he does is going to be under more scrutiny because with more money comes more power, comes more scrutiny. If you're Tucker, what do you do about your defense? Do you walk in there? Do you replace Scotty Hazleton? Do you... Do you add some people to the staff next year that can help out Hazleton? Do you clean house? What do you do? How do you bounce back against Penn State? Because that's going to show me exactly what Mel Tucker is and what this team is for this year. You still have an opportunity to get to a New York Six Bowl game, but it's going to be difficult because everybody saw you fall flat on your face. Everybody saw you get de-pantsed in Columbus. What happens next? We'll find out this week. How do they react? How do they bounce back? Tucker said no excuses. That sounds great. Can you now put let the rubber meet the road and go out there and show? They're going to have to put up 
some numbers against Penn State. Kenneth Walker probably he was leading candidate to win the Heisman. Now he's just going to be struggling to get a seat at the table in New York. Um, don't know if he's, you know, how seriously hurt he is or if it was just, you know what, we got to take this guy out the game. This game is over. I'm not going to risk losing him in a blowout. I mean, it, honestly, it would mean more to Michigan State if Walker won the Heisman than if they made the playoffs this year. We know that they cannot make the playoffs this year, but man, in order for Walker to get the Heisman, he's probably going to have to rush for like some 300 plus yards and some four or five touchdowns to get his name back into the conversation. Plus, you would need Stroud and you would need Bryce Young to have horrible games against Michigan and against Auburn. So that's the instant reaction. We'll have more later on in the week. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the Five Star Zone.